Hello, everyone, and welcome to Linux Crazy Podcast. This is podcast number 96. Boy, oh boy, I bet you didn't think you'd ever hear from me again. Well, I'll tell you what happened. I was sitting here, and I was doing absolutely nothing, and I figured, well, why not go ahead and put together a podcast? So if everything works, I'll go ahead and do a podcast. So here's what happened. I took my trusty Podcast Factory M-Audio USB device, I plugged it up, and I went ahead and plugged in my Steinheiser microphone to it, my 835 Steinheiser microphone, plugged that into it, fired up Audacity, fired up uh, Pulse Audio volume control and a couple other little tools here, and I went ahead and set up the microphone, and lo and behold, it's absolutely working perfect. I don't know what in the world I've done. But whatever I've done, I don't want to do anything else for a little while here so I can get this podcast out. Boy, I remember in the old days of trying to record with different devices and trying to use um, Pulse Audio and trying to use uh, Alsa and Audacity and doing recordings and everything else. And always some problem would come up. The wouldn't record right or wouldn't play back right or something was happening. But I'll tell you, I have to, get, I have to give the... Uh, Credit to where credit is due. There's Pulse Audio and recording with um, Audacity and everything is just working to go together just fine. I say that now before I have to go and edit this uh, podcast. A lot of times what would happen is I would do the recording would do pretty good. And then when I was going and doing the editing and editing, the, editing out uh, parts of the podcast where I would make mistakes and such, that uh, it would freeze up or, or the playback would skip or something like that. So we haven't gotten to that yet. But I, the, as smooth as this is going, I'm pretty confident that everything is going to work out. Now, it's been almost a year since I did the last podcast. In my own little personal uh, Linux uh, adventures, I haven't really been doing a whole lot. I've been uh, studying, you know, the general stuff along a little along uh, Bash and Python and this and that. Uh, but I haven't really gotten any advanced state. I'm, I'm, I know enough to, to get myself in trouble and maybe write a few little scripts and little simple programs. But I just can't seem to break through and being a real expert at anything. I'm basically just kind of a general uh, purpose, uh, uh, my own little personal system administrator here. Uh, there was times when I used to enjoy um, running a uh, web server here at the house or uh, asterisk server. And I think basically what happens with me is that I take up uh, new little projects that seem to interest me. And then once I kind of figure it out halfway, I kind of just go on to another little project. Uh, it seems like my uh, attention span is not that great. Uh, seems like I just want to get something and get learn it and be able to uh, use it and get it working and then I kind of lose interest in it. So I've been trying not to do uh, that a whole lot because what would happen is then I would buy all this stuff and I would acquire all this stuff and basically, you know, for what. But I guess, you know, the learning is the fun part in it all. So here lately... I uh, haven't really been doing a whole lot. I am still involved with Gen 2. I'm a Gen 2 developer, but really you can't say developer because uh, in my mind, a developer is somebody that really li writes a lot of code and um, takes care of the packaging and stuff. I don't really do that. I do help out on some bugs and, and stuff like that. Mainly my part was the, this doing these podcasts 
and I'm a trustee at the, on the Gen 2 Foundation. Let me see, I help out with the elections. Um, well, a few other things I help out with. Uh, you know, I can help people because I've been using Gen 2 now for a while. I think it's since uh, probably 2003 or 2004, somewhere around there. And um, I, uh, I'm pretty knowledgeable in the Gen 2 way of doing things. So I've got a couple Gen 2 boxes. I got this one right here that I'm using that's, uh, like I said, is pretty stable. It's basically a stable install. I'm still, I, I use uh, some GNOME 2 programs since uh, GNOME 3 hasn't, programs haven't been stabilized. I really like Nautilus as a file browser. I use uh, XChat for IRC. I use uh, Firefox. I use Claws Mail. I use the GIMP. I enjoy doing the stuff with the GIMP, you know, making pictures and altering pictures and doing stuff with the GIMP, you know, creating different things. Um, and uh, I just like the GTK, GTK apps. I, I never really got involved too much with uh, KDE stuff, so I just always like the look of uh, GTK stuff. So now with everything going to the GTK3 and GNOME 3 and everything, I haven't actually, on this main box that I use daily, I haven't really gone that route yet. I've used GNOME 3 and all that before, and I've run an unstable box and this and that. But I got tired of all the updating. You know, you can, I mean, that can keep you pretty much busy. You can spend a lot of time uh, just keeping updates, and especially when you're running um, Arch. In Gen 2, we call that Arch is, like, is basically like unstable. And you track down bugs because you're going to run into bugs and everything. I just kind of like the idea of running this stable box. Man, everything working, and I don't really have to... Uh, worry about it breaking down too much it's it's really stable uh, I use open box and I use tent 2 and I use RxVT um, Unicode and then that's basically you know like I said my other basic programs uh, pulse audio like I said has been working really good which has really been a, a blessing uh, the next big thing going on here is this uh, system D and I really like OpenRC. I like the people involved. I like William. I like a lot of the developers that are involved with OpenRC. I just like the general idea that um, we have a choice that, uh, that we're, some big uh, corporations not telling us what we have to run. Um, I'm sure System D is going to be fine for, for, for its own purposes. But I just don't like everything all bundled in. Like for me, I don't want to have to install System D to run an open box. I mean, goodness gracious alive. All I really want here is I just want my little open box. I just want a few GTK apps. I want to be able to run some other applications that I might want. A terminal, IRC, a web browser, uh, open office. Uh, I use open office a lot. Uh, so I actually use in LibreOffice. And that's about it. I don't really care about a whole big integrated thing where I just install GNOME 3 and then install SystemD, UDEV, uh, the kitchen sink and everything else along with it in one swoop. If I wanted that, I would just as soon go with Red Hat or something else. But I couldn't go with Red Hat. I tried that route, and, and I'm sure it's a lot better than it used to be. But in the good old days, man, those RPMs, all that stuff, that used to just drive me absolutely bonkers. 
I, I'd install Red Hat. I'll never forget the time I installed. I still got a bad taste in my mouth. I installed Red Hat 9, and this was supposed to be the whole big thing. I know that's a long time ago and things have changed, but I'm just kind of telling you about where my personal opinions come from. When I installed that Red Hat 9, the first thing it did is it wanted you to update uh, right off the bat, and you had to put in some kind of number code, kind of like reminded you of Windows with the, some kind of a number you had to put in to get the update. So you do you go through all those hoops, and that thing would hang. And then you'd finally figure out how to get that thing going, and then the next thing would do is you'd have dependency hell with the RPMs. And to be perfectly honest, that's what actually drove me to Gentoo at the beginning. You know, I had I used Debian for a while after that. I got so frustrated with Red Hat. I used Debian for a while, and I like Debian okay, but Debian was installing whole blocks of stuff too. It was installing like if you put you know app git install gnome. I mean you got gnome and you got everything with it. You said app git install KDE, but I really did like Debian. I mean it was, but I just wanted to kind of figure out and learn Linux from the kind of the bottom up, and I wanted to install. And I when I saw Gen two. And I started reading about it, and then I started, and it was so cool at the beginning, being able to install my own little simple system. At the, and the, my original one was just, I just installed uh, the base system. I installed X, and I installed Fluxbox, and that was about, and a terminal, and that was about as far as I could get. And then from then on, you know, you just learn, and you keep going on and on. So back to the system D thing. So it just kind of turns me off. I like the whole idea of being able to install what you want. Nobody telling you what you have to install. You can piecemeal it. But with that whole idea, you have to install the whole thing, kit and caboodle at one thing. And I have, like I said, I have to give them credit because the Pulse Audio here, so I'm kind of torn because it's almost the future. But the Pulse Audio here is working so good. But still, I just don't see why I have to install all that other stuff with System D. So, I went ahead, and I'm always curious, so I went ahead and tried uh, one box. I tried System D, and I went ahead and, and, uh, and installed a box, an Arch box, which is an unstable box. I went ahead and went through the whole thing because I just wanted to see what it was all about and, and how well it would work in that. And I went ahead and installed it, and and it was a little bit different, you know, I'm so used to um, OpenRC with RC update and, you know, with getting, uh, etc. INIT.D, adding uh, different things to run the run level to my default run level to my boot. And it just makes so much, it's so simple to me and I see exactly what's going on, I guess because I'm used to it. So with system D, now we got these uh, system files and you have to make these other service files and so anyhow, I, you know, I read up on the wiki and I pretty much figured it out and I was, you know, I got everything going and I'd be perfectly honest, it booted really fast and everything seemed to work okay. And it's a, it's a learning curve because it's all kind of different, you know, the, the, the logger is different and, and everything, but I didn't really see any big advantage to it. And, and I, and, and the whole thing with me is, is that I just, don't really know what's going on. It's so bundled up and it's got so many things going on at once. It's logging, it's doing everything that I kind of like the old, the, the Gen 2 way of doing it with the OpenRC, I guess just because I'm so used to it. So I'm going to stick with the OpenRC and I certainly hope that the Gen 2 developers and they hang in there and we can use this for as long as possible until I guess there's going to come a point in time. I hope not, but where we're going to have to uh, start jumping on the bandwagon but 
Uh, hopefully not. And right now, everything seems to be uh, going along uh, fine. Uh, it did. Cr it does create a lot of flame wars. It creates a lot of uh, dissension. It creates a lot of people getting upset and this and that. But I guess that's just the way it's going to be. When you have something new coming in, and it doesn't help with uh, certain uh, Red Hat developers making all of these comments and putting down people and everything. I guess it goes both ways, but it really doesn't. I like the whole idea of cooperation and and everything. That's why I got started using Linux from the beginning was because right from the beginning, I knew nothing. And I went on the uh, Linux uh, questions form and started asking questions. And everybody was so helpful to try to help me out to get me help me learn Linux because I didn't I had no, no clue. And uh, everybody was so helpful, and that's what really got me hooked on this deal. And, uh, well, and Windows didn't help matters either with all of the uh, virus and spyware. And, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, everywhere I was turning around, they wanted me to pay money for this, for that. A program wanted money and this and that. And uh, so everything working together, uh, this was the best thing that ever happened to me was just getting involved in this Linux. So, um the Gen 2, uh, I guess the it's there is no really official uh, way that it's going to be handled. But the best way I can figure it out is is that it's it, it, there's enough developers and there's enough dissension about having to be told what to use that there's enough people interested that there's going to keep the UDEV split from system D and then we can still use OpenRC as our init system and things should be able to go on as, as it is. There's uh, been a, a, a group of developers that have actually taken the code of uh, UDEV and made a little EUDEV which is a fork of UDEV and they're going to keep it going. I guess so in the future if you didn't want, even want to use the UDEV split from system D that you could use this standalone EU dev. I haven't tried that yet. Uh, I've just been using the one that uh, the um, RU dev uh, has been recommending, and that's actually a U dev which is uh, taken out of or split from. Uh, not exactly sure how to describe it, but it's uh, basically it's System D without System D installed. You get System D with U dev pulled out of it. Um, I think that's how it worked. Uh, so, uh, what else has been going on? Oh, I've been trying to learn um, Open uh, LibreOffice, the spreadsheet, and, and Writer more. I've never really been a office worker too much. Usually, always had my secretary uh, did that type of stuff. But I'm getting involved with a couple other uh, nonprofits, and I'm actually enjoying learning how to do spreadsheets and how to use the writer and um, it's actually a lot of fun so I've been doing that some. Uh, the other couple big things going on the Gen 2 front is the developers are still wanting to switch from CVS to to uh, Git and it's uh, I think most of the pieces are in place it's just the actual going ahead and doing it. Uh, there's a lot of push for it to go that way. I'm actually got it used to CVS I use the I use it a lot in the updating the Gentoo Foundation web pages. Uh, there's some we we post the minutes and the logs and the motions pages, and also I do some work with the elections team, 
and I've actually gotten pretty used to the uh, CVS, how it works, and so it would be something else I'd have to learn. I played around with Get Some, you know, and GitHub and this and that, and uh, so it would just be something else I'd have to you know, get used to. One of the other things there's been a lot of talk about is redoing the actual Gentoo.org web uh, site. That the website that's there now is uh, with Guide XML, and I've gotten really used to it, so I like it. Um, I'm really used to how to, to to work with it. But they want to go to a content management. There's a few people want to go to a content management s system and just update the website because that uh, that website has been around for a long, long, long time. So you get a lot of people say that it looks terrible and everything. I, personally, I like it, but you know everybody's got their own opinion. So there's people that want to update the website and have it a content management system and um, so forth and so on. But uh, they talk about it and then uh, it just kind of slows down and not too much is done about it. So the big problem with Gen 2 is getting enough people interested uh, after the initial discussion to actually go through and finish, finish up with, with uh, what they want to do, what they need to do. Because Gen 2 is basically a bunch of volunteers doing what they want to do. There's no real central leadership. So you don't have any driving forces doing anything. It's not like you have a dictator or a uh, benevolent dictator, you know, saying, look, you need to do this, you got to do that. And so you've got a whole bunch of people. I think there's 200 or 300 developers. You got a whole bunch of people doing what they want to do and what interests them. So a lot of times um, when they get interested in something, uh, as an example, updating the website, they get started on it and then something else happens. They get involved in, um, you know, personal stuff, their own life and this and that, and they kind of lose interest in it and then it never gets, uh, it get, never gets followed up on. So until there's a driving force to do it and enough people willing to do the work and it's just going to have to stay the same. So like I said, I kind of like it the way it is. So, it's fine by me. That's about it, really. Uh, boy, I sure am sorry I couldn't come up with any uh, fantastic, interesting stuff to uh, talk about here. Uh, I just wanted to go ahead and get out of podcast so that everybody knew that, hey, he's still doing podcast. I didn't throw away the microphone. I didn't throw away the, uh, the little USB device here, and everything's working good. I mean, there's absolutely no reason I shouldn't do podcast. Um, so I'll try to put together a, a, a more professional uh, podcast the next time around. And um, if you want to email me, just send me an email to david at linuxcrazy.com. And I um, sure would like to hear from you. So uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.